Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Woman Get In Podcast. So excited to have everyone with us today. Mandy, get yourself in. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? What is good and new? I'm good. This is weird. I don't think we've ever done an intro in two separate spots like you and I in two separate places before, have we? I feel like we have. Well, really? you know, we've done like the Halloween stuff where we uh, recorded the the different headgear that we had for Halloween. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe we haven't done different ones. I don't know. We've had so many adventures. I can't keep track of all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we've ever recorded an intro in two different places before. Have we not when you were in Detroit one time? I don't think we did an intro. I think no, we, just we just got on Zoom and just did, to hang out. Yeah, I think we were just doing nonsense. Oh, okay. That works. That works for me. <laughs> I'm good, though. I'm in the midst of packing. My entire bed is covered in stuff to take to Detroit. So when this and people hear this, yes. I'll be in Detroit. And how long are you going to be gone for? I'm going to be gone for like two weeks and a few days, 17 days, I think. I'm going to miss you so much. Uh, I'm going to miss you. I miss you already. Do you ever get anxiety for leaving for such a long, like for me, that's a long period of time. Is that, do you have any anxiety? Like I, I have anxiety for you. Yeah, a week, Hawaii, I didn't really have any anxiety, you know, seven, what was I there, maybe 10 days, 11 days. I do get a little bit of anxiety, though. I just said to Mr. Boyfriend a few minutes ago, I said, maybe we could, because he's watching Top Gun on Netflix right now, the first one. And oh I said, goodness. oh, we, yeah, I said, we could sneak out and maybe see the second one, because my flight is really late. It's after 11 p.m., so I'm on a red eye. I really want to go with you guys to see Top Gun, too, if you do go, but I can't. But I really want to go see it. <laughs> it looks really good. I, did I send you clips from it the other day? Check your text messages. I think I sent you a YouTube link. Because it wasn't a clip from the movie. It was a clip from yes, James yes, Corden's yes, yes. show. I didn't respond because I was watching it. Uh, you know, I probably got, it was like a 15 minute video. So I watched all of it. And then I started sending it to all of my friends. And then <laughs> I forgot to thank you. I, I'm sorry. Thank you for sending me. I'm thinking of me when you see, like when 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 you see airplanes and movies and stuff so thanks for thinking of me I was sending it out to all my friends telling them like my aviation friends like did you check out this link and um yeah so it was a really funny clip with Tom Cruise on the James Corden show and taking him up flying and doing all these crazy little tricks with him in the air and I thought oh how cute Miley tell you tell me about a lot of those tricks that you do when you fly so I thought you'd find it fun and the little planes you've been flying have like you flew that one that had the bubble kind of over it. And yeah. I just, uh, yeah, but I was telling him we could sneak off and maybe see the second one since my flight is so late tonight. I have a wedding order to deliver and a couple things to get done before I go. But then I thought, gosh, I don't know. Do I want to do something for two hours? Because I usually get kind of anxious like before I have to go, especially I think I'm just anxious that I'll forget something. But it's really not that big a deal if I do forget yeah. something. You can always, you know, like you're in, you're in civilization, so you can always get it if you need to. Plus, Mr. Boyfriend's going to be joining you. So if anything, if you forget something that can't be replaced up there, he can always bring it to you. 
because he's joining you later. Uh, but I also will argue that maybe two hours of a really great distraction might be something that might help you with your anxiety. So true. true. I, yeah. Get I, me out of the house. Yes. Um, a few of my other friends invited me to go see Top Gun 2 also, but I had to decline. I have been declining up the wall to every single invitation I've had for this weekend because I've been studying, but I'm going to go see that movie, even if I'm seeing it by myself. <laughs> but maybe because it's good enough. This, well, when this comes out, you will be getting ready to take your test. I will. I, I will be taking my test. Well, you're getting ready uh, now, but you will yeah. be like, moments away from taking I'll be like things. a couple days away from taking it so but so up until I take it I have declined all social events but I'm hoping that the movie is so good that my friends who have seen it will want to go see it with me again <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's good I hear it really it does well and so far we're you know only maybe 30 minutes into the first one um, but it it holds up so far I mean I hope I so because on. Matrix Resurrections was supposed to be this amazing sequel and then it was kind of a dud so oh, i really bummer. hope top gun 2 is going to be great i've heard good things they've hyped it a fair amount yeah so usually a studio won't hype a movie that much if they don't think it's gonna do very well or the opposite <laughs> yes so i don't i you know, I mean, I don't have huge expectations. It's kind of, you know, you go in, you watch some planes fly around. There's going to be some chases. It's like car, car chase, but in the air with planes. Yeah. So I, it'll be great for yeah. aviation nerds. They're going to be happy no matter what to see airplanes. So yeah. And <laughs> I, yeah, it'll be good. It would be a good distraction. I'm just, uh, I want to make sure I have enough clothes in my suitcase. I'm taking a big bag. I'm checking a bag which I never wow. like to do. Yeah. That's something I learned about you from the travel episode. And now every time I pack, I'm always like, I should try to pack as minimally as possible and not check a bag, just like Mandy taught me. <laughs> I don't like to wait on my bag to come off the plane. That's my well, deal. Well, it's also like you were saying, like when you have a big bag and you have to like go places, like rolling it on the sidewalk, what if it's like not paved and it's dirt or it's like stone? And so I'm like, oh yeah, because... I had to have a really big bag for my Fiji trip. And I didn't like that, actually. I thought of you the whole time. Every time I lugged that whole big luggage around, I thought of Mandy and I was like, I should have packed less. Yeah, but I, I needed, mean, you don't I need much. To, well, I needed to fit my flippers in. Uh, um, and my flippers are really long. They won't fit my small carry-on. So I'm like, Arr. so maybe I'll just ditch yeah. them. But I really love them for all my scuba diving and my snorkeling. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you you need them for certain trips. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of probably a pain in the butt to roll that around in the beach and cobblestone like the different tile and things that they have on islands. And yeah, when I get in, I'm basically the next day, we're making a eight, nine hour drive to the UP, to the Upper Peninsula. And then a couple of days later, I'm going down to Traverse City for a few days. So I just, I also don't like digging around a big old bag trying yeah. to find all my stuff. I'm like, ugh. But I just, uh, because I'm, it's, there's going to be some crazy heat wave in Michigan. Oh. It's going to be 90 degrees, even in the UP. The weather says it's going to be 90. That's odd. I, I, they're going to be breaking records if it's really that hot. And then there's rain, it's rainy. So I got to pack real shoes. You know, I can't just wear flip flops every day. <laughs> I also will applaud you for looking at the weather ahead of time. I mean, shout out to our travel episode, but one of the things that I always forget to do before I travel is look at weather. So shout out to you for looking ahead for the weather. 
And remind oh, me too. Well, I learned on my 30th birthday when I went to San Fran, it was the first time I ever went to San Francisco and we were on our way to Napa. I went for one night. I think we stayed in San Fran. If even, I think we stayed one night in San Fran and then we drove the, and we bopped around and then drove the next day out to Napa. But I learned in to check the weather because July is not warm everywhere you go. July in San Francisco are its coolest months, July and August, I think. It's wow. The high was 70 and it was windy. So even though it was sunny, there was a serious wind, you know, it's San Fran, it's on the water, a serious wind and the high was 70 and it was not warm. And we were all freezing. I think a couple of us bought hoodies from touristy shops because we were so cold. Wow. Okay. Well, then there you go, folks. Remember to check the weather before you travel. Indeed. Yeah. So, and because I'm going to be all over the damn state, I kind of need a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be in Detroit where it'll be warm and, you know, warmer and humid. And then the upper peninsula, I'm just, I haven't been there since I was a kid. So I'm just bringing a few pairs of jeans, a few pairs of shorts. I have to have an outfit for the funeral. Um, And then I brought some, you know, jammies and I brought one pair of workout clothes. I figure if I get them sweaty, I'll just wash them. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to make sure I, I have like com- a couple, com- a couple pairs of comfy shoes to go with just about any outfit, and then I should be good. So. Oh, good. I'm I'm gonna miss you, but I'm really looking forward to hearing about all your your yeah. stuff that you're doing there. Me too. I'm and... sure I'll talk about it in our next week's intro. I'm like also packing 1 million chargers because everything has chargers, you know, my laptop yeah. charger, my iPad charger, my Fitbit watch charger, <laughs> my iPad, phone my charger. Headphones. Yeah. My phone charger never leaves my bag. I think it's somewhere. I had to buy one the last time I went to Tucson because I forgot it when I went there, making sure my iPad is charged so I can watch movies on the plane and like just fall asleep make sure I have masks so I can cover my face up and no one sees me drooling or something. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I didn't mention it in our last uh, episode, but Mandy got a gorgeous haircut. So for um, those of you who follow us on Instagram, please uh, drop in and uh, check out Mandy's new do because she looks adorable and beautiful and really spicy. I like it. it it's a lot shorter than I intended. <laughs> but it's fine. It grows its hair. I, this always happens with me when I get my hair cut and I'm like, I want it to be this long, like to here. And then it always ends up shorter. And I'm like, where does it always go wrong with hairstylists? And it's like across the board. Well, I think it's super cute. I have not cut my hair in probably 18 months, maybe two years. I really need to cut my hair. And I don't know. We'll see. So you're studying. I can see your little office setting. I see your desk in the background. You've taken over another. You know, I feel as though if I'm director, I should be able to, I mean, like everything is mine, right? So (laughs) I mean, like this whole territory. Yeah. It's, I mean, I can, I can float around. I can use anybody's desk and my desk is currently being occupied by a lot All of stuff. stuff. So <laughs> as soon as my assistant director joins, I'm going to be doing a thorough, thorough spring cleaning. I cannot wait. Like one of my favorite things that I cannot wait, like for her to start is so that I can actually clean up my life. Like I want to clean everything, mostly just throw away a lot of stuff, but I, I need to sort through all of it that is unnecessary and then throw it all away. But yeah. Do I need this? Does this bring me joy? Exactly. Yes. Yes. And then I just, I I think this is the summer. This summer is going to be just 
renewing not just like my work life, but my personal life. I am on a mission to just oh, clear out. Like if, if it doesn't make me happy, if it brings me sadness, if it brings me stress, it as in like stuff and people, I deserve to be like, we all do, but like, I really am. And I have a place where like, I need to love myself. Like I prioritize a lot of people and I need to prioritize myself. So if you bring me any sadness or bring me any stress or anxiety, like, I'm sorry, here's the door. Yeah. If it bring, we preach this all the time and it, you, you have to, at some point, make sure you're following your own yeah. medicine, right? Take your own medicine. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like, it's everything else. Like it's sorting through the guilt of saying no to people. It's sorting through mm-hmm. like feeling bad about cutting people out of your life. It's, um, it's like, and then like the potential for regret. But the thing is like, I I've gotten to a point where like, I have, I have had so much pain and so much hurt and so much sadness, so much tears. I'm just like, I'm tired of it. Like if you, yeah. So see you, I'm sorry. I will I hope you have a great life. I hope you enjoyed the dump, like for all my stuff. Like I hope you enjoy the dumpster or goodwill, you know, maybe you will bring someone else joy, but not me. Exactly. I'm sorry. And I wish you the best. The purge Um, feels good too. Like there's relief in it. There's, there is some mourning for it too. Like, I, and that's part like the hardest part for me is just like sorting through the letting go part of like, yeah. I mean, there's a sadness to letting go of stuff or a fear of what happens if you need someone or something or whatever. Um, which is why like, I, I hoard a lot of stuff. Cause I'm like, what if I need that cup later? What if I need that pen later? <laughs> oh my <laughs> But I'm saying no, like I have 15 other coffee mugs. I don't need a 16th. So I have to mourn the cup and then let it go to Goodwill. I literally had to do that not too long ago because I mean, I purge pretty often just got I got in the habit of moving every few years in Phoenix and I was like no I'm not keeping all this stuff around and when it gets to the point I, I buy something or I acquire something new somehow and I don't have room for it if I can't put it away somewhere something else has to go yeah that's that's the rule that's the rule rule. if I can't find things easily if I can't put things away and they look nice and neat and orderly something's got to go or a lot of things got to go I cannot stand sorting through stuff to find my stuff this is why I don't this is why I won't search or shop clearance Cause I won't dig through bins. <laughs> I don't have the patience for it. I lose patience for that type of thing so quickly. And I'll just be like, Nope, I'm out. I'm done. Go get another one. So I find it's just way easier to get rid of stuff. And most of the time I keep one box of like stuff in my closet. And even that I'll go through sometimes if I want to put something new in it, if there's no room, then I get rid of something else. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm going to work yeah. towards being more like you. I like the summer of renewal and refresh yeah. and rebuilding. I like, that's a good, Yeah. I feel that for a lot of people this summer. Yeah. Especially because I just had a, like a, a wicked, horrible GI episode with my health. Mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward to like this summer. I'm really going to, I mean, like nothing happens overnight. And that's why I'm saying like, I'm not just going to make changes like overnight, but over the next three to four months, I am going to like 
recommit to being healthier with my food choices, with all of my decisions relating to my health, my mind, my body, my soul. Yeah, my time, my energy, my space. I love it. I love it. I'm for it. Thank you. Thank you. Let's kind of refocus on this week's episode. Yes. And it just so happened that we were, we'd wanted to do an episode for a while now with somebody who could talk to us a bit about self-defense and all that that encompasses. And we had Pam and Steve lined up. And on the day that they came into the studio was the shooting in Olvade. Am I saying the the town correctly? You know, I actually don't know. I was going to ask you if it was Uvalde, because yeah. I feel like it's more of a Hispanic origin. So Uvalde um, is yeah. the town. And did you know that there was also a shooting in Buffalo just a week before that on May 14? So what is it? Yeah. So this happened, I guess, maybe 10 days apart then. There was a shooting by an, another 18-year-old male in Buffalo, New York, in a grocery store. 10 people were killed. And then 10 days later, May 24th, was uh, Uvalde. And, uh, and based on my research, I think the last count was 21 total people in Uvalde, Texas. Yeah, you, I think that's right. I haven't kept up on yeah. that. And, and this is also an 18-year-old male as well. It's so sad Wild. and heartbreaking. We need, a, yeah. we need an episode to talk about how we're failing our young men in this country. Yes. Well, not even young men, like just young people in general. Well, I mean, um, these stories, yeah. these yeah. shooters end up being yes. young men most yeah. of the time. And yeah. we're, we're failing them. And that's not a man issue. That's, no. a, that's a community issue. That's it a is. mother's, father's, community everyone issue and it it just so happened that we had Pam and Steve on the day of that most recent shooting which was awful and sad and we basically found out in the episode from Pam and Steve that there was a shooting but they came in there from Mindset Survival it's a local company here in Phoenix I think technically Gilbert uh, Phoenix suburb they teach uh, non-lethal self-defense and gun classes, taser classes, pepper spray courses. Pepper spray. Use all yeah. sorts of and um, and a gun education, like gun yes. education, gun safety. There's a lot of controversy around gun control, right? Like laws and regulations, right. but th- it's not about gun control. It's about gun education, gun safety, gun responsibility, yeah. like. If you're going to do something, you should take responsibility for it. If you're going to drive a, you know, a, a vehicle that might kill someone on the road, you should have a license. You should know how to drive that vehicle. Yeah. You should know how to safely maneuver that vehicle. So why isn't the same? Why is not is the same standard not the same for for guns that could kill people or that could hurt people? You should just know. There should be a standard to know how to use your weapons and know how to safely use it to be responsible. It's not yeah. about controlling it it's about making sure that people are safely using and knowing and being responsible with whatever guns or vehicles or whatever it is in life yeah it's become a highly politicized issue and not to make it terribly political but there's really interesting parallels between the people who want to take away women's reproductive health rights and those like they don't care about the people that are i not guns kill people. No, people kill people. I mean, yeah. yes, they may use guns sometimes, but 
it's just it's just mind-boggling how they don't want to control and it's and they take it to the extreme they're trying to take away our guns and no one's trying to take away anyone's guns i don't think that will ever happen in this country exactly but like you said i think major reform needs to happen in the way of and and i'm kind of thinking about it after we talked with steve in this episode I was like, it's kind of mind boggling that this isn't a federally th- federal thing. Like, why would each state need to decide their gun laws? Exactly. I, exactly. I, was just, I mean, maybe they could make it tighter. But in, in my opinion, I think a federal if it's a federal right to bear arms, I think there should be a part of that should be also to learn what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> to be certified. I mean, just like you have to be 16 to drive in the United States across the board. There are voting ages for voting. There are ages for drinking. I don't understand why this hasn't become uh, a bigger, a more regulated thing. Yeah. Yet. So I mean, I, I, mean, I go back to... I go back to any other example in life where there's like different licensure levels as well, right? Like you can get a driver's license to drive a vehicle, but if you want to drive a motorcycle or ride a motorcycle, you have to have a motorcycle license. If you want to drive a semi truck, you have to get licensed in that. So same thing with like guns too. Like there's different types of guns. Well, so like you just said, we're not trying to take away guns. We're just trying to make sure that you know what you're doing, just like everything else in life. Yeah, you, I mean, there definitely needs to be better federal background checks, uh, longer waiting periods. Yeah, um, yeah. There so, needs to be uh, regulation on the type of guns yeah. people can get their hands when, on. Like uh, these ARs are completely unnecessary, automatic rifles, automatic right. weapons, huge clips of ammunition, completely unnecessary yeah. for your average bear to have <laughs> their hands can, on. Can I just say that I'm getting really upset talking about this. So I apologize because I'm getting really emotional about this. But like, the person, the shooter from Texas, he purchased two AR rifles the day after he turned 18. And then he was able to purchase 375 rounds of ammunition two days after he turned 18. How is that even possible? Yeah, why would a child need this type of armor and ammunition? And I, I don't know. It just baffles me. So I should just stop talking about this. <laughs> There, yeah, random acts of violence and just uh, the—it's mind-boggling why why it's occurring and it. So, being that we talked with Steve and Pam, it was—it just felt like good timing to release this episode right now and bring a little more awareness to the issue. Hopefully, the people of Arizona. We talk a lot about Arizona gun laws in the episode, but just in general about self-defense and being aware of your surroundings and learning what to do, knowing that there are things you can do in dangerous situations to keep yourself safe, because this isn't about creating a perfect world. It's about creating a world that you can survive in, um, but yet not walk around scared all of the time and be empowered in, in those spaces. You're very articulate, Mandy, but yes. Um, this the whole concept of our episode actually was initiated by our travel episode when we were talking about just being safe when you travel. And so um, I really love that we were able to carry uh, through this with our uh, desire for getting someone to talk about self-defense, non-lethal self-defense. And uh, and then along the way, I didn't even know that there was training for pepper spray and tasing and and all that stuff. And so um, awesome. I, I was, I really enjoyed the episode with Steve and Pam. Yeah, I, I never want to get. Too. I never want to get tased because uh, <laughs> Steve's stories of it are pretty entertaining, and 
doesn't sound like anything I want to do, but um, it's definitely uh, something I'm considering looking into owning. Yeah, or or a flashlight. So, so for I'm, our listeners, we hope you enjoyed the episode, but you know, pay attention to how a flashlight could be used as well. I uh, absolutely, I totally agree with you. It's it's a great episode, and all of the things that Steve covers, all of the self defense is is pretty awesome. And he does like small groups too. So maybe we'll do something, something for our birthdays because it's coming up. Yes, we're talking about it. That'll be good. Oh, or, they or have we can just do it on the courses. side. They have oh, some yeah, free yeah. courses coming up for the community for active shooters. So we are dropping those in our Instagram stories. I'll just repost it a couple of times so people can see it. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Of course. Enjoy the episode. Thank you, Miley. I miss you so much. I will hope to see you in person in a few weeks. In a few weeks. Okay. Have a great trip, Mandy. And uh, listeners, enjoy the episode. We will chat with you next week. So today we are going to be talking about self-defense and firearms education. I'm super excited about this topic because I, I mean, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, Mandy and I were talking on a podcast about the importance of um, defending, like being able to defend ourselves if we ever get into dangerous situations. And I, uh, I promised my brother that if I ever leave work at night, I'm always calling the security guard to escort me from the building to the parking lot. But I also want to know how to take care of myself too. And so we had talked mm-hmm. about getting someone on the show about self-defense and Mandy found our lovely guests today, Steve and Pam. Yes. Of Mindset Survival. Pam, I know from a Facebook group. I don't right. know if Steve is in the group. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say you might be, you just might be less. I think it was, the, it was a happy vegan. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Phoenix yeah. vegan. Yeah. yeah. He is in it. He's just say, not as active uh, as I am. I was going to say, a lot of times the uh, the female partner tends to be the one who's always like in the group. But yeah, uh, yeah so Pam had dropped kind of their business info somewhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, we've been talking about yeah. wanting to find someone and chat about this. So we finally started doing season two and got some studio time squared away and all the stars are lining up to chat with you. So. Nice. We're super excited. Yeah, we're happy can, to be here. Can we start off with just a little bit about, you know, like each of you kind of share a little bit about yourself and your role in the... the Ladies first. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I would be happy to share. So I, I'm Pam, obviously, and we started this business about a year and a half ago. Steve will tell you a little bit about his background, but he has over 40 years of professional experience in this field, and we just really wanted a way to get the word out primarily to women, definitely with what's happened in the last couple of years. Women have been purchasing more firearms. There's been a lot more um, threat towards women. And so we just want to make sure that people have skills and have options. So we had this idea. Uh, Steve was thinking about going back to school to get his doctorate to possibly teach at a university. But then we thought this would be a better way to reach more people. And, and, we really like working with the public, and so that's kind of how we started it. You definitely have to have a flair for or an affinity for customer service. Definitely. And, and working with people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, what's your background yeah. like? Uh, I'm a veteran, and then I was on my hometown police department for 22 years. Then I retired in 06, bounced around a little bit, went on a second police department for another eight years. And I've always been involved in firearms and security and 
um, we came out here. We moved out here four years ago. I hear Boston. Is that am I, I close? I tried oh, to you're hide very it, close. But Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah, I'm from okay. Rhode Island. Good job. And uh, most of my time on the police department, I was in. Uh, I was I spent my whole career in SWAT and firearms which you know everybody thinks well cops no guns it's not the case uh, there's a lot of guys that just use them for the job and they leave them at work which is fine that's just what they do but uh, i'm an armor means i can fix guns mm-hmm. that are broken so when we came out here four years ago obviously we noticed that it's a gun state yeah and there are <laughs> a lot, a of, lot people, of people yeah, move here move for, here for yeah. Right, yeah yeah right. but there's a lack of education Yes. I noticed that right yes. off the bat, too. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. um, <clears throat> we we decided to start this company, Mindset Survival, and to give back to women. And it all comes back to a story for me. When I was a young patrolman, uh, there was a case of, uh, as many guys do, we, I went to a call and a woman had been assaulted, a girl. And I took the report and made sure she was okay, but that's really all I could do. I had to go to the next call. It was a busy Friday night. And it always stuck with me that I couldn't do more to help her. You know, as a patrolman, you do the job, you take the report, and you move on to the next job. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what you do. And it always hit me that I couldn't help her more, that I couldn't follow up and see how she was getting on. So when we talked about doing this, this was the reason, my biggest reason for doing this, that I could help women and give back. You know, After 30 years in law enforcement, I really wanted to help out. So... That's what we started. We started a, a Facebook group for women. Uh, I'm the only guy in there. Actually, well, now we our son two. is too. <laughs> uh, but um, it's, it's grown pretty good. We have 1,800 members, and it, they help themselves, which is awesome. Yeah. A lot of women have been victims, and they talk about different things, and they help each other, which is very cool. Um, but then it's grown now, and now we help families, couples. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of families come to us and say, come and talk to my whole family about what you do which is great. And I do firearms classes for kids as young as seven mm-hmm. because if your family has firearms in the house, kids have to know how to uh, be safe around them. So Plus, you never know when you're going to come in contact with a firearm. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened in just the last two weeks that we all know about. And, you know, you just don't know if you're going to be somewhere and come in contact with a, with a firearm yeah. or if a f- your child goes to a friend's house and they have them and right. maybe aren't responsible with Look them. Look what my dad has and, and all of a right. sudden something bad happens. So we so. feel like even, even if you don't want to own a firearm and maybe you don't want to carry a firearm, we feel like everybody should know how to be safe with them. Yes, because you is, never know when they'll get exposed yeah. or access, have access Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. This is like water safety. Yeah. yeah. You might not have a pool, but you do want to know how to swim. It's yeah. such a good analogy. And I feel like that's really where like where our base comes from. We yeah. want to make it mainstream. We want to make it like exercising. Like it's something, it's a perishable skill. He, Steve always talks about that, whether it's um, learning unarmed self-defense, whether you have less lethal items like pepper spray or a taser. The, they're perishable skills. And if you don't continue your education, you won't remember what to do. Mm-hmm. when there's a bad situation. That's a great point. Thank you for your service. Yes. Thank this thank is so much. Our f- second veteran I think we've ever had on the show. Really? Yeah. I think we only had Christina of Churros Gonuts. I don't oh, know if you know yeah, her yeah, business yeah. around town. She's a veteran as well. Um, what branch? Army. Army. Nice. Was a paratrooper. Thank Jumped you very much. Jumped out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. <laughs> That's right. 
That's <laughs> amazing. So what we do, what we offer yeah. is, is uh, unarmed self-defense, uh, less lethal, which is taser, pepper spray, uh, flashlight, my oh. personal favorite, and then firearms on every level from beginner to advanced. Because a lot of people will get to the point where they know how to shoot, they're good at it maybe, but they don't want to carry every day or they don't want to use it for self-protection because it's a, it's a line that they have to cross. So there are options. You can go back to a taser, which is an awesome uh, tool, or a stun gun or a pepper spray. And local taser, but, tasers. Yeah, based. tasers written in Scottsdale. So. Scottsdale. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I I carry yeah. pepper spray with me, but I'm not sure Have if I practiced? really had to use it. If I knew, like, I read the directions, <laughs> but that's a step more that's, than most. No, people okay, yeah, yeah, I I read the directions, but I've never used it. Thankfully, no. there's a safety. Yeah, there's a safety. It's always on safety, <laughs> right. but I wonder in the moment would I know how to use it? Right. And or and I've never practiced it. it. I've never right. done. I've never. Never used it. It's so. like fire drills. There's yeah. a reason there are courses to get so I you love that. away from panicking yeah. when a situation arises like you were describing. When you never know when you're going to come in contact with guns Absolutely. or a dangerous situation. So I was held up at knife point in my car as a kid. I say kid. I think I was 18. That's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, my girlfriend and I were leaving a pool hall in my suburbs in Michigan and I, I was driving and she was in my passenger seat and she hadn't, I was in a habit of always locking my doors. And I mean, as you can imagine now I'm hyper vigilant about making sure, like I turned off that automatic unlock thing in my car that I have right. now. Cause I'm like, no, thanks. I'll unlock my door when I'm ready to get out. Right. But yeah, somebody walked up to her side of the car and he tapped on the window and was pretending to be security from the pool hall that we had just left and said we stole something and something and this and that and then the next thing you know he's got the door open and he's telling us he has a gun and he's kind of like pointing his coat pocket in our direction and he was trying to get in my car I mean it was a really traumatic incident so I have like a lot invested in like I don't carry I'm not super probably just haven't like I mean I've gone shooting like I've had uh police officer friends and we've gone shooting and we've done things like that but I don't carry but I'm really curious about like you said the non-lethal stuff that's more comfortable to me right I know women uh, people in general are comfortable with all different levels of stuff so I guess I was curious beyond your police background if there was a dangerous situation like that but I love that it comes from a place of service and that was the instructor for my department a pepper spray and a taser instructor. Nice. So, yeah. Um, but you have to practice. And yeah. That's what most people. I mean, you read the directions. Like I said, it's more <laughs> than most people do. But if you don't, and you just throw it in your purse, like yeah. a lot of a lot of parents give their daughters pepper spray to go to college, mm-hmm. but then it ends up in a purse. They don't know how to use it. They don't even know how to find it. I've tried to find things in her purse. <laughs> I always say that line. <laughs> but um, but it's true, though. I mean, yeah. in, a, in a violent situation, your adrenaline is going to be spiking. You don't have three seconds. Yeah. Exactly. It happens. So, and that's one of the things that people say is what surprised them the most is the violence, how fast it happened. Yeah. The yeah. speed of violence is just, it blows people away. Yeah. So you have to really practice. You have to make it so that it's, it's muscle memory. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you're talking about your decision of whether or not you'd want to carry something or not. Um, you know, obviously I've trained with Steve. I know how to shoot a gun. I know how they work. Um, I've done a lot more in the last year than I did over our last 25 years together. <laughs> um, because of the state of the world, I wanted to yeah. learn more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to uh, protect myself because there's a good chance that law enforcement is not going to get to you in time. You have to be your own first responder. Um, but 
even though I know how, how firearms work and I know how to shoot them and I don't mind having one at home for personal defense, I don't know that I want to carry one for that reason. So I'm looking at the taser and there's a new version of taser that's coming out that's that's really great. And so um, I I had pepper spray back yeah. in the day, but yeah. going like thankfully the person who was the uh, I don't. I don't even know what's called the person who held us up, <laughs> the yeah. defendant. Um, he <laughs> was caught. Uh, like we just got insanely lucky in being able to stall him and keep him from getting in my car. And another car finally pulled up in front of us, and she and I just bolted from the vehicle. She basically knocked him out of the way, and we just ran to this car that pulled up. And he went running, and he was caught. And so, But going to court one of those times for this case, I had to turn over my pepper spray. Oh. I was like, damn it. Yeah. Oh. And then I never I never yeah. just invested in another one, yeah. probably for, like, I don't know, I never used that one. Why would yeah. I get another right. one? But it's such a great idea. It's such a yeah. good thing to have around. and. And what oh. I do love about what you're offering, especially for our listeners, is like you don't know what you don't know, right? And so Absolutely. like the fact that you can offer people uh, how to use a taser, how to use pepper spray, how to use a firearm, like you won't know if it's what you want to carry if you don't even have exposure or trying it out. Right. You might think mm-hmm. that you don't want to carry pepper spray, but let's say you learn how to use it and you're like, actually, I do want to use it. Or maybe a taser. Maybe after you get to know how to use it, you learn whether or not you want to carry or not carry, but you don't know until you know. A lot of people don't even know that training exists yeah. for pepper spray. They think well, you pick it up at exactly. CVS or Walmart or something and that's it. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I never actually never considered needing to practice. I was just like, <laughs> I just, I know the switch. So I read the directions. So move the switch over and then I, I point and spray. That's what the direction spray themselves yeah Uh, yeah and if you're in a small area an enclosed room a car like oh my gosh yeah you have contaminated for a while yeah and you're going to injure yourself in the process if you don't know never smelled it that's one of the first Ah. steps because it has such a distinct odor Uh but it freaks people out when they smell it that first time and all of a sudden you start to get that that tingle in the back of your throat and you start to cough a little bit and your nose starts to run and your eyes are getting watery you don't know why it's all because of the pepper spray but If you've never smelled it or, or experienced it, you should at least. I was a big, uh, I used to say that the, the police officers that I trained should get sprayed, and nobody wanted to because they were veteran officers. So, <laughs> But in the academy, they do it because yeah. people do get sprayed, and you have to still complete the mission. You still have to, wow. if you get sprayed accidentally, you still have to arrest somebody yeah. with it in your face. So Ooh. they practice that. Right, you've oh, been yeah. tased, you've been sprayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The taser works. I can. I can <laughs> um, so, in addition to training for the pepper spray, the taser, firearms, do you provide any other training? Self defense, unarmed self defense. Okay, yeah. unarmed. Okay, because that's a part I'm really, yeah. really interested in. So, we, uh, my son and I, uh, our son and I, sorry, <laughs> he's uh, he's 22 now. He just graduated, but he has a background in martial arts. I do okay. too, as well, and. Uh, but we realize that most people don't have the time or money to devote to that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of training to get to the point where it's reactive. Exactly. Because I have a coworker, our, our, her ex coworker, my current coworker, but um, she's been taking karate for the last, I want to say, 18 months. Mm-hmm. And, and I just am so. In, in admiration of that, but she's she takes two classes every single week, and I I don't I I don't I can't do that. My only issue with that is, and officers will tell you, anybody that you know that's in law enforcement will tell you that most physical confrontations end up on the ground. 
Ah. In, a, in, a, in a grappling match. Yeah. And that's how your training is awesome, and you train to that level. If you're a black belt, that's great, but it's going to end up on the ground. Jiu-jitsu might yeah. be a little more beneficial yeah. in that regard. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, so I love that you offer unarmed self-defense. I will definitely be signing up for – actually, I, I think I'm going to sign up for all of the above. But as what soon are as you're done flying. All of our classes focus <laughs> on, and they all come back to situational awareness. Yeah. Because if you can't yes. recognize a threat before it happens, then it's not going to help you. We know a, guy, uh, a woman who has a friend who went to Flagstaff and was robbed. Mm. Now, it wouldn't matter if he was carrying a gun, taser, pepper mm. spray. He wasn't looking. Yeah. And somebody came up behind him and whacked him on the head, and he was robbed. You have to pay attention. You have to know yeah. your surroundings and how it's going to affect you. Right. And that's for all ages, too. I mean, yeah. really for the teens, like situational awareness teens or girls getting ready to go to college it's so important we're all like with our heads down in our phones or with headphones, headphones on you know and we're not aware and I think that there are simple tricks that you can learn and Steve gives specific things that you can do to practice your situational awareness I'm huge on that I mean as you can imagine after my incident yeah, right. I mean I was in college at the time and I had night classes and I was like nope I'm out like yeah. withdraw not doing I had one night class or something a week I was like withdraw not walking across campus by myself but like it changed your life right oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah yeah right Totally. And I'm thankful that it not in any, you know, I wasn't harmed and my friend wasn't harmed. It could and like, have been much worse. A thousand percent. Like, whatever. You know, it was it was scary and it was definitely eye-opening in watching where you are and yeah. being right. much but if more we, aware. If we can avoid that, maybe someone getting into that situation, you know, things are going to happen anyway. Like, Steve right. just had a class recently with two... Um, how old were they? 18, 18 years old. They were uh, getting ready to go to Bali. Oh, 20, uh, 22. 22. Mm. And so even just taking a, uh, you know, a, uh, unarmed self-defense and situational awareness class for traveling, mm -hmm. you know, oh, these, yeah. these young girls are going off to explore and, you know, if something can save them, that's, that's what it's all about. I love that you brought that up because I think that was a specific episode we did a few weeks ago that prompted us to be like, we really need someone yeah. like Steve and Pam to come on our show awesome. because we were talking about traveling and, and traveling, traveling as, as females. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Women are traveling alone, I think, yeah. more than they ever have right. before. I mean, I've gone international alone before. And, and you have to know things you can do that don't involve a firearm or mm -hmm. a knife or, you know, anything yeah. else things like you that. Can't yeah, things because like, you, you can't take it through TSA with you. you so, like, you have to be sitting on the beach. Yeah. With nothing but your water and towel. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's great. Are all of the courses in person or are there things so that's online? The thing. So there, there are a lot of great instructors out here in Arizona, a lot of great ranges and stores, wherever, whoever does training. The difference between us and them is that I, my, my schedule is based on you. So whenever you want to train, that's when we train. And it's usually private semi-private, small groups. I don't like big crowds because I think you get lost in the shuffle. So for us, it's better to be one-on-one -on -one or, or friends, family, whatever, but mm -hmm. it's based on your schedule. So most if you can only do a Saturday morning at 6 o'clock, I can do that. And most people prefer to be in person, but we do, he does do it over Zoom too. Obviously not the shooting portion, right. but definitely situational awareness. We have a full program that kind of encompasses everything that we offer, and that can be done uh, virtually. Yeah, because I have several clients back east that I do on, on Zoom, and we talk, except for the shooting part. But yeah. yeah. Are there also active shooter things that you do? I do. That's, that's probably the, cl the class that I've been teaching the longest. The okay. last six years of my career, I was a school cop, so I was an SRO. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was teaching before that with another company, but 
it's important, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we work at a university, and we've had active shooter training yeah. for the last yeah. couple of years. Run, hide, fight. Yeah, yeah. A- Alice was, Alice. I think, the acronym they gave us. Yeah, yeah I'm an instructor yeah. for Alice and uh, Run, Hide, Fight. So Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's great. I just gave a class to a 13-year-old girl over the weekend, and her and her mom. And uh, her mom wanted her to know about active shooter drills. Even though the school has a set program, shelter in place, um, mm-hmm. but she wanted her to know what else she could do. I think it's important. Yeah. Very important. Especially with what's going on right now. <clears throat> yeah, there was just one today. Was in there? Texas. Oh, oh, gosh. At an elementary school. Ugh, yeah. Terrible. I mean, those kids in Columbine, yeah. uh, that stuff which was is, awful. Which is weird because I always ask kids, uh, and this girl, like I said, was 13. She never heard of it. I was in school when that happened. I was happened, in school so. in Columbine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. So, like, that's the very, that's the, the, the longest, the oldest memory I have of yeah. a school shooting. Very wow. big, very public. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, people think that it's not going to happen where they are. Exactly. And Steve always says, nobody heard of Columbine right. before then. Yeah. You know? right. So you have to be prepared. Yeah, I remember, I think my first, that was my first awareness that yeah. I was like, kids would do this? Yeah. But and now why? It's, now it's right. just so, like, normal, well, The one that happened today, I, I, don't, yeah. I didn't hear the name of the town, but you said it was a population of 8,900. Oh, wow. That's going to be all over the news. Everybody's going to know the name of that town by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's New York City mm-hmm. or Columbine. It can happen anywhere. Exactly. And it can happen in your <clears throat> own world, in right. your own And you can be at the post office. I mean, those things yeah. happen not just everywhere. in schools. Post office, bank, everywhere. grocery store. Yeah. There right. Are. And I mean, there are people are. who survive those because of common sense and little things that you can do and learn that will help you in those type of situations. Right. So, this <clears> is like fire me. drills. Right. Exactly. Preparedness. Definitely. Yes. How many schools have burned down in the last 50 years? None. But they always do fire drills and they have fire inspections that they have to pass. Yeah. But they don't have adequate locking systems on doors of schools. Mm. So. Like a, a button you can hit that's bank. like They're, like a bank. Yeah, exactly. Right. Man. That's a really fascinating. That's a good uh, point. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like. That's a really fascinating point that we didn't even think about, but I, I'm glad that you bring it up. And do you think that that is or should be a hot topic right now? Is it a hot topic or is it is there any movement or momentum into changing some of the things that are in what, place right now? What to, is every, not, not to get uh, on that side of the conversation, but what, what always comes up whenever one of these things happens, right? It's always about gun control. Mm-hmm. Is that the issue? I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. give you an answer because I don't claim to be an expert because I'm always learning, but is that really the problem? Or is it mental health? Right. Huge stigma around mental health in this country. Oh, yeah. It's so under the, like, everybody sweeps it under the rug. And And not just mental health, like, for adults, but just for children as well and Mm -hmm. and teenagers. Yeah. This is across the board, all ages. There are a lot of, like, costs associated with it, too. I mean, Steve talks a lot about when he was teaching at the school and teachers um, asked if they should carry a firearm or um, should they be you know, required to, and you talk a lot about, then everything has to be changed. There has to be standardization. There has to be training. Who pays for that? Mm-hmm. You know, so. You just can't have every teacher in school bringing in their own gun. Right. Yeah. It's and I mean, there are signs. I think most schools have signage up, like no guns allowed on campus. Right. But I mean, you know, those are coming in. You're not getting, you're like, are the university we worked, I used to work at and Miley still works at. There's no like metal detectors, the doors right. are unlocked yeah. from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Right. Uh, I know we just talked about mental health. I'm wondering if 
lack of education, because you had mentioned it earlier as a potential reason, but, and maybe this is such an elementary idea, I have no idea, but, you know, you said that you were a school cop at one point, and when I was in sixth grade, I was a D.A.R.E. role model, and so we, there's a whole program about teaching kids about drugs, right. so that hopefully, the more you know about it, the more you don't do it, right? So I'm wondering, like, could there be an education program around guns, so I that we're educated, so that if they know more about it, then we're safer right, right. about it or something. I don't, I, I don't agree. know. I totally, and matter of fact, I <clears throat> back east, I don't think they do it out here, but the, you have to do a senior project to graduate. Mm. If you don't, you don't graduate. And it's based on learning a new skill, community service. There's a couple other things. I like it. But they have to do this. They have to uh, put together a program, deliver it in front of a panel, uh-huh. and they have to pass. Um, so I was there for six years at this school. Excuse me. And a girl and a guy came to me, uh, going to be seniors, and they said, we want to learn about gun safety. So I spent the summer teaching them about gun safety, not marksmanship, not how to shoot. They did get to shoot, but it was more focused on being safer on guns. Every summer after that, the crowd grew and grew. grew. By the end, I had, I think, 15 kids all wanting to learn about gun safety. And it's important, but the, the message got out there. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome because, like I said, it wasn't about marksmanship. It wasn't about being a good shot. It was all about being safe. And then they took that message home to their families yeah. and their younger brothers and sisters. So that's, I, I agree with you. I think it's a great, the possibility is great. But sometimes we mention it out here to some people about, mm-hmm. about uh, teaching kids about gun safety. And they say, oh, no, no, guns, guns yeah. are bad. Okay, but the realism is that they're exactly. out there, and you're not going to get rid of them. So why not educate? Exactly. I mean, I think yeah. I'm I'm a I'm in education, so my big proponent is always like the more you know, the better right. you can you know be or do or you know be in this situation safe. And yes. so right. I'm always like I'm wondering like if one of the reasons why things are so dangerous is because of a lack of knowledge, yes. then why are we not targeting that? Well, and I think as individuals, each of us that becomes um, more knowledgeable or informed, we make the community stronger. Yeah. We're just about to launch um, a community project where we're going to do community classes for local businesses mm. and um, maybe nonprofits and things where they'll be complimentary and we want to like hit as many people as we possibly can because for us, selfishly, it makes our community stronger and safer and more yeah. aware. Like, kind of like I think what Miley was alluding to a minute ago with the mental health tie-in, it's like more awareness and more talking about it is going to remove some of the stigma and the fear that people have around guns. Like you were just saying, like, no, 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 don't talk to my kids about guns. I don't want them to know guns are a thing. It's like, guns are a thing. It is, So let's talk about them. Let's talk about how to be safe around them. Let's talk about what to do if something happens and you find yourself in a dangerous or scary position. So you're not so scared. You're not, you know, frozen like a deer in the headlights and potentially harmed. One of the classes that we have that's, that's very popular is taking the fear out of firearms. Because there's a lot of people that may even have a gun or maybe they've always wanted to shoot, but they're terrified. Mm-hmm. So we take the fear out. I show them it, it's just a tool. It's just a machine that you can control. And that one's very popular. Um, education, education and uh, lack of education and complacency are the two biggest reasons for accidental discharges and, and accidents that happen, right? Because people think they know things or they get to a point where they're too comfortable and they forget about the basics, and bad things happen. So that's what we try to focus on. When I was a kid, 
my brother and I heard that my dad had a gun. We tore the house up looking for it. Oh, wow. We couldn't find <laughs> it. I don't even know if he had one. I don't think he did, but <laughs> we looked for it because oh, we were kids, yeah. and we want that mystery, the movies, TV. Yeah. You take that out of it. Mm-hmm. And the kids that I've taught out here, when they when because we go shooting as well, mm-hmm. and they, they, they have respect and discipline, and they realize that, yes, it's something I can control, but it is dangerous, and I can still control it. Mm-hmm. So. Would... um. You had mentioned that you know you you chose to jump out of airplanes like good good working airplanes, yeah. um, and it just made me think of pilots and how there's a require there's requirements to maintain your pilot's license and yeah. it's called currency. You have to stay current with your skills and so and I don't know. Forgive me for my ignorance, but I don't know much about gun safety or having right. a gun or whatnot. Like, right. is there such thing as like? If you are a gun owner, you have like required classes to take or you, yeah, I was going to, I only asked that because I knew the answer was no, no but, but I wanted a, to make sure a, that yeah, it was a no because yeah. it, because it just in my head, it just makes me wonder like if there aren't requirements, maybe there should be requirements. And if there aren't requirements, what are recommendations that you have? If you are someone who owns a gun, like you had just mentioned a few minutes ago, like um, you might think you know how to use a gun. So like for people who have owned guns or maybe you've never owned a gun or whatnot, but like uh, what's a recommended like to kind of stay on top of your skills to make sure you maintain your safety with guns? Continue education. And and I know it's going to go to a level that uh, way beyond my pay grade, but uh, they have to make laws and and pass the laws and say, okay, you you can own this gun. You can get a gun as long as you pass the background. But every few years you have to take continue education Mm -hmm. just to stay up on it because guns change. You might forget things, but it also keeps you sharp. Mm -hmm. There's so many guys that I meet, and they they might know how to shoot. But then I say, let's do a gun cleaning class. Yeah. Because gun cleaning is very important for the the operation of the firearm. They don't know how to take their firearms apart. Yeah. And it's a basic thing. And that's something that's also in my head, gun safety for, like, a woman or a person out, and you get attacked with a gun. If you are familiar with the gun and how to disassemble it or pop the clip out real quick like that. It's going to save your life potentially. So that's what I focus on. I focus on uh, knowing your firearm manipulation Yeah. because if, if you can shoot and you can hit a, hit a bullseye at 25 yards, fine. That's great. But if, if the gun goes down or you're out of ammo and you can't reload quickly, you're done. Yeah. So you have to know your weapon. You have to know how to manipulate it, how to fix a malfunction. If you can't, then, that's that's what you need to focus on, and I do. That's that's yeah. That's what I think of training. when you say gun safety. I'm thinking of like really truly understanding all the components, all the pieces that come together in order for you to troubleshoot when something. It's happens. a big responsibility. I yeah. think people sometimes don't realize mm-hmm. what goes into to gun ownership. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... And training I, has to be part of it. I love the idea of every couple of years having to mm-hmm. just re-up, like recertify that right. you're still on top of it. You know what you're doing. Pass these couple... Tra- I th- we don't even have that for driver's licenses here in I Arizona. Know. In and Arizona, I mean, I have my license. Well, it doesn't It doesn't expire until <laughs> I'm 60 years old. Yeah, until you're like collecting your social security check. <laughs> I'm going I'm to have my 21-year-old photo on my license when I'm 60 years old. <laughs> yeah, they make you get a photo every... 12 or 14 years, I think now, but you don't have to take another test, which is just wild to me. (laughs) Well, and here, and you don't need any license to purchase a firearm. Right. I think, is it a concealed that you need a permit? Oh, you don't don't even need that. used to. They changed that about 12 years ago. So now when you're 18, you can carry open, which means everybody sees it, right? Yeah. Uh, When you're 21, you can carry concealed. Okay. Without 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 any paperwork. Wow. No, nothing. 
That's wild. Because I asked. When I came here, I asked. Uh, I, I saw a Phoenix cop, and I asked him. I said, he goes, no, this is, no. The this literal is. wild, wild west. Exactly. I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> It is. <laughs> it is. And, it the, is. and the unfortunate thing, too, is that even if someone chooses to get training, not all training is the same. We have yeah. definitely found out. So there's something called a concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. It's not required here. We recommend it because you learn a lot. Um, uh-huh. And a lot of people want it, which is great. But we were at a A gun gun show not long ago, and they had a table set up where you could get your concealed carry permit in five minutes. Like, I think you just told them what your experience was, you paid your fee, and then you got your permit. No shooting. Wow. Yeah. Just based on your So it's just a piece of paper. I have a friend who actually did the concealed carry permit. She found some class and did it for whatever it was, a couple of weeks maybe. It just because she wanted it. She was like, if I'm going to carry, it's smart. I want to do this. She's like, I'm not going to carry it unless I go take a course, feel entirely comfortable with. There's no regulation. So you could sign up for a course and it could be maybe like $25 or $65 at, you know, a big box store and it's eight hours and you do it and then you could sign up for another one and they might have shooting another one might be a couple hours they're all different so people don't know that they think well it's a ccw class i'm gonna sign up for it but there's no regulation on it that's interesting that's definitely some reform i think that would be really helpful <laughs> Jeez, because everybody's out there learning different yeah. things right. you have no standardization yeah. and you have no idea who's teaching you yeah so you don't know where they got their information from Steve, you have such a, like, chill, but it's like a, I don't even know how I would describe it. You have such a calm, confident presence. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's what she says is what makes us different. I mean, I'm not getting an antsy no, vibe out of Pam know. or anything, but uh, yeah, I'm just getting, it's definitely pro- a byproduct of some of you, nature, nurture, there's a lot of that training well, that. And I've done a lot of the, that is, type of tactical training throughout my career where <clears throat> the instructor yells at you and belittles you like the military. Sure. Uh, but, but I'm far too old <laughs> to have to go through that anymore. And I stopped doing that probably 10 or 15 years ago. Look, you want to teach me something? I'm, I'm open. I love learning things, but don't yell at me. There's no need for it. And I'm not going to give that to my students. I'm not going to treat my, my students like that. So I think you're going to learn more if you're comfortable and relaxed. So that's what I try to. And he's really great with like timid shooters or someone who might have had like a bad experience before, mm-hmm. as you can tell, like from his demeanor. <laughs> yeah, there's this, this very calm, confident yeah. air about you that's like, No, you're fine. You can learn this. I've taught it to this many people in the past, and anyone can do this. You just have to make up your mind and decide to do it. And also, I think it models the 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 presence you want to have, the presence of mind that you want to have, if you're ever in a situation too, to stay calm. To that way, you can maintain your situational awareness. Then you can maintain your thinking and be able to process in the moment quickly. Regarding, oh, sorry, go ahead. Those physiological things that are going to happen to you in a violent situation. You can't really stop, but you can control it by breathing and staying calm. You know, you, your your heartbeat is still going to double. You know, all those other things are going to happen um, without going into it, but you can control it. Mm-hmm. So, answer. You had a question. Absolutely. Um, I was going to. What was I going to say? It was a question. Situational awareness. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Regarding situational awareness, do you have any? Quick tips, are there like a couple of things that you recommend to anyone listening for, like in regards to being aware of your surroundings? Just keep your head up, keep your eyes open. 
uh, and keep your ears open. Mm-hmm. People, and, and I got to say up front, <laughs> women are much better at this than guys are because guys, it's all about ego and it's all about machoism, right? Machismo, right? So women are much better at trusting their gut instinct that they have, that something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Like pressing an elevator and, and there are guys in there, you're probably going to take the next car, right? The next elevator. Guys won't do that. Guys will get on. People get hurt. <clears throat> Pay attention to your surroundings. When you go in somewhere, always look for a different way out. That's that's a, one of the things that I really push because the way you come in somewhere might not be the way you're leaving. And there's a multitude of reasons why, but we came in that door. But when I went to use the bathroom, I looked for a second door that way because something could happen out there. and I'm not going that way. Oh, little like things that. like that. And it's not just at a, a business or a restaurant or you should do it at somebody's house too. If you've never been to a house before, look where the slider is. Most houses in Arizona have sliders to a backyard, right? The other thing about it is all those yards have walls. Mm-hmm. Can you get over a six or seven foot wall? Have you ever tried? If you can't. I've tried. Not been successful. I've <laughs> tried. So, but you know. Yeah. So now you have to think about, okay, how am I going to get over yeah. that wall? Is there a chair? Or yeah. is there something that I can... Or how am I going to hide until I yeah. can get back out the door so I can get out? The whole mm. thing about situation awareness is making a plan. Yeah. And it's just, it's looking at something. How does it affect you? How can I use it to my advantage? Is there anything in the room I can use to my advantage? And then file it away. Mm. Put it in the front in back and relax. Mm. Because if you... Because I did the other way. And it's exhausting. Yeah. Like... Back to the wall, staring at everybody, looking for a problem. Life shouldn't be like that. But also realize that there are people out there that want to hurt you, that can hurt you. So what can you do about that? Mm -hmm. Be prepared for it if it does happen. Don't worry about it, but have a plan so that if it does happen. And that's the biggest tip I can give you for situational awareness without going into everything else. It's just make a rough plan. Mm -hmm. Put it away. When you go in a restaurant... Where's the exit? There's always another exit in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Has to be. They ain't going to bring the food and the garbage through the dining room, so there has to be another way out. Where's the kitchen door? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Watch the staff. Where do they go? Yeah. You know. Uh, Bathrooms in a bar. There may not be a kitchen, but there there are other exits, usually by the bathrooms. So everywhere has another way out. If they don't, you may have to make one. One place where we do our classes, it's it's a room by itself. There's no way out unless you break a window. But are you willing to do that? What are you willing to do to survive? Yeah. And that's what you have to ask yourself. And how are you going to break that window? Right. For all your available resources. Right. And, right. It, and it's on the second floor. Yeah. So oh, goodness. I had teachers to at the school that I've, I've given the active shooter class to, and, and they were bound by the rules of the school to just do shelter in place. Lock the door, pull the shades, mm-hmm. shut the light off, mm-hmm. and wait. Well, they went and bought ladders on their own. Fire oh. escape ladders. So they said, if, if something happens, I'm sending the kids out the window. I'm not going to have them sit here. Oh, shucks. I might. I have a second floor office. I should get oh, You should a definitely ladder. get one of those. I have a fire ladder for my condo. In case I'm in my bedroom and something happens and I can't get out my front door. Um, or if I the patio is up there, I'm on the second level, I, I'm not jumping, that's for sure. So you've and if made I, a plan. Yeah, and if I have to get out my bedroom like window, that. my fire ladder's right there. Mm. So I'm I out. I haven't thought about this. Thank you. They're super compact, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They come in like a box. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. 
I was like, I need to bust this out and practice with it. That's my next yeah. step. I'm like, I have it. Yes. So I know it's here and I'm assuming it's all assembled. Right. <laughs> but you can mentally we should practice open it up. Too, right? True. So you can look at things that you might have to use as a weapon, like your water bottle. And if you had to use that, how would you hit somebody? Would you just throw it? Would you hit somebody with it and keep it? Because you may have to hit them again. Oh, yeah. It's got Good a handle size, on it. I would right? swing that yeah. bugger right at your head. <laughs> but you could do that in your head. You think about it. Okay, how am I going to yeah. use this? So the first time you think about it is not the first time you think about it. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Because he always says that when something violent happens or there's a high-stress situation, you will not rise to the occasion. You will go back to your lowest level of training, which if you've never thought about it, that's where you go. You're not, you're not going to suddenly know what to do. And he impresses that, you know, in people. That's so important, yeah. your lowest level of training. I love that. So... Self-aware or such situational awareness, um, non-lethal. Less lethal, yeah. Less lethal, non-lethal, yeah. Okay. Defense. Less lethal. Good point. Less, less, less lethal. Why is the flashlight your favorite? Think about it. It's like my water bottle, but. You can take yeah. it anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Ah. And if you hit somebody, if it's bright enough, and most of the flashlights you can get today are pretty bright, you hit somebody in the eyes with it, it's going to blind them for a few seconds, but those few seconds are yours. Now, that's your chance. That's your that's when you move. That's when you run. That's when you break away to get away. But the, the thing is, like, most items are controlled, especially if you go on a plane. Yeah. yeah. There are certain places you can't take things. We went to a Diamondbacks game last year, and, uh, you know, they you can't bring anything in there. So what do you do in that type of situation? You trust the system. Yeah. A lot of people have a problem with that. I get it. But those people who work at those stadiums, uh, Cardinal Stadium, Diamondbacks, they have a plan and they practice it. Yeah. And they practice it with local police and the FBI. So they have a plan. If they tell you to do something, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Do it. And if they say stay in your seat, stay in your seat. If they say move towards the exit, then do that. Yeah. Don't just start running like crazy. Right? But I wasn't able to take my purse in, but I was able to take my flashlight I in. was just going to say, were you able to get your take your flashlight in? I was. Because uh, I will be investing but in it. Has, a it has multi usage, right? So if, yeah. if the lights go out, you're okay. Yeah, you can okay. you can blind somebody, or right. if you need to hit, hit somebody, somebody with right. it, you can. And some of them have like rough, pointy edges mm. on the end. Um, I do, yeah. And okay, let's take a picture with your <laughs> okay, flashlight. We'll take a picture of the flashlight. I do have mine, um, but on an airplane too. Yeah, you know, we're kids in school. If I, if we had young kids in school, they would have them in their backpacks. And there's yeah. no size restriction like on bringing like a flashlight it. onto a plane. No, but no. I mean you're not going to carry one, one of those big mag lights yeah. that are made of metal. Yeah, that's probably not. Yeah, when I first yeah. went on the job, they had the four D cells in there. Yeah, yeah those they weren't. I went scuba diving last week, and they gave me an underwater flashlight, and it I tell you, it was good. It was a good 15 inches, and the diameter of it was the size of my, my palm right here, and I was like, holy moly, that's the biggest flashlight I've ever seen. That was something else Steve did on the job, was he was a police diver. Oh, whoa. Um, I, and I didn't know there was such a dive community out here. Oh, Where, is there? Like, like, I, in a landline I've heard of what I've heard. I've, yeah. I, well, there's actually quite a few dive shops. I, in the last year I've learned I've become scuba certified so I've nice. been scuba diving more but uh, I'm learning about the community that sounds like oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah in a landlocked state all we're trying to do is get out of here yeah. when it gets hot how far underwater am I allowed to go <laughs> yeah. wow nice. police diving diving where did I you do that back in my department back in Rhode Island Rhode Island yeah. okay the ocean state Oh, that's yeah. I didn't know that. But he would yeah. dive under like tankers Ooh. and look for stuff. And, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, how fun. Big deal. I just want to be busy. Active. So I don't like a lot of people. A lot of people, a lot of people say like, oh my gosh, Miley, you're so busy. But I started changing people's vocabulary. I'm like, I'm not busy. I'm just active. I like to be active. And you have a great big range of interests and things (laughs) like I I think I say this a lot being curious is one of the best traits you can have like wanting to learn and kind of know about things I just want to know more like if there's something out there that I don't know about I want to know more right yeah, that's why we do this. Yeah. We love talking to people about all different kinds of things. That's great. Yeah. That's that's a great do, way and you to guys live. are doing a great job, too. Oh, that's real kind of you. Thank you. Thanks. Very relaxing. Ah, thank you, thank you. Man, I've had such a blast. This is, I was so. looking forward to this so much. I don't know if you can tell by my excitement. <laughs> so I want everyone out there to hear it's yes. Mindset Survival, and that's the website, MindsetSurvival.com. Um, Steve and Pam have been our lovely guests today. Is this your son, Logan? Logan it is. Uh, joined our company because uh, he just graduated He's our salesman. So okay. Everything that I okay. teach, he sells. Awesome. He sells taser. He sells guns. Nice. He has an FFF. Okay. He just started so. a retail division for us, so now everything Steve teaches, we can offer. Awesome. Perfect. Because sometimes you go to a class and you learn about something, but you're like, okay, how do I purchase what I just learned how to use? And we had many students say that. Absolutely. So we have teaching about pepper spray. Do you guys sell this? And there's now so many do. different yeah. kinds. People yeah, don't right. know what the right what thing is. What if I is. buy something from you know Walmart or something and it's not what I learned how to use? Or it's dried up. Oh, oh, goodness. oh gosh! I didn't I'm, know pepper spray could dry up. I'm What's fabulously it? procrastinating, that's, that's so uh, oh my I gosh, could, I could take a course and then forget to go buy it for like yeah. three months. Well, I was just gonna say my pepper spray is I think three years old because I have never used it. Maybe it's dried I've up. Never shaking it? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a reason, and and people who have practiced with it say I used it, but it kind of dribbled out. It's because uh, you didn't shake it. Did I miss that step in the directions? Well, probably. They I'm, might not put goose. It. I'm signing they you might up right now for the oh. pepper spray course. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> How exciting. Okay, for our listeners out there, if you have pepper spray, you should shake it. Read the directions first. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, they might be missing a step. And maybe hit up mindsurvival.com yes. and find oh. and like sign into one could of Could people their bring, if they have a taser or pepper spray, could they bring it to? Yeah, and I keep asking my son if he wants to volunteer, but he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Seems like I've been spraying and tased yeah. enough. I'm not um, doing it again. I'm over Although, it. Although, <laughs> we went to uh, the SHOT Show in Vegas this year, which is a big trade show in, in uh, January, where they sell everything ah. involved with uh, police, military, and civilians. And they have this item, and I knew about it. <laughs> it's called the glove. Oh. And it's a stun gun. Oh. Built into a glove. So there wow. are leads on the fingertips and on the palm. Ooh. And if, it, if somebody's resisting arrest, because it's only available to police, when you touch them, they get the several thousand volts oh on that spot. So I was walking by, and I said, is that the glove? The guy said, yes. I said, I want to try it. And he grabbed my arm, and I screamed. She was filming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he literally got, screamed. Yeah. Oh it my! Hurt. Involuntary. Oh my. I'm sure you had like. I wasn't expecting that, <laughs> yeah. that hard, but it, it felt pretty good. I love it. Pretty good if you're into getting tased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love oh it. Oh my god, this is wonderful. Thank That's you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. So our listeners can find you at mindsetsurvival.com. Yes. Instagram as Instagram? well. We have Instagram, too. Yeah, um, everything you can get to from our website. Okay, the, okay. Really, the best thing for us mm-hmm. is for people to just reach out to Steve directly from okay. our website. They okay. can request a call or they oh. can call us. And it's really a very personal service. So he will ask you some questions. You know, have you been a victim? Or is there something that you're worried about? Do you have a certain 
circumstance that you're trying to avoid. You have young children, and then he'll suggest training for you. That's amazing. I'm like also thinking this is kind of an interesting thing to do. Like you said, even with a tiny, like a small group, if you have like say your birthday's coming up and you're like, I've always wanted to do this groups. Yes. Both of our birthdays are coming up. Oh my God. We do that. So we've taken a bunch of girls groups and then they'll do the training with us and then they like go have brunch or something. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like learning couples, evenings. I love that. Like taking a couple of your girlfriends and go learn some personal defense and awareness. And, um, you had mentioned earlier at the top of our show that you have a Facebook group. Is that only open to uh, survivors of no, violence? No, no. But okay, so if, if anyone wanted to join that women, Facebook club, only women. Oh, only no. women can join the. Um, it's also on the website. It's Is on it on the, the website? website? Okay, yeah, cool, cool. It's a long name just wanted to mention it to name, people but. to just in case they know, like they're interested in joining that group. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Is there anything else we didn't cover that you want to specifically touch on or let people listening know? I think we're good. I think that covers it. I, I know I'm going to walk out and I'm going to say, I should have said that, but I can't think of it right now. Feel free to email yeah. it to us yeah. and we'll yeah. put it in the show notes. For sure. <laughs> I just feel like it's, you know, we want people to know that they shouldn't be afraid, number one, and, and don't wait. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot of people that yeah. say, you know, I can't afford it or I, I don't have time or my kids just got out of school for the summer. We'll do it after the summer. Like don't have regrets. Don't have something happen. That yeah. could have been avoided. I think the things we fear the most are often the direction we need to walk towards. So if there's something that's holding you back in that apartment, like go over I, I there totally and agree. investigate. It's like, it's like in yoga. The the postures you don't want to do or the things you don't want to do are the yeah. ones you, you're supposed to be doing. Like unblock that whatever that exactly. blockage is. Yeah. Exactly. And, and go investigate it and yeah. get over that. I love that. Thanks so much for coming today. Thank you, thank you for guys. inviting us. This was really fun. So yeah. very much. Thank you. Thank you. I hope we're taking a class with you soon. Okay. I hope so. I mean, it'd <laughs> be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, please. We have to arrange them, our, our crazy summer yeah. travel days, mm-hmm. but I'm sure we'll get If there. not summer, for sure, before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, yeah. Easy. Good. Good. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you.